Welcome to the Fearless Vampire Podcast. I'm on a heartfelt mission through the art of conversation and storytelling to inspire women to pursue their creative entrepreneurial journey with reckless abandon. I'm your host, Taylor, a six-figure photographer and business coach based in Colorado. I'm a right-brain mompreneur to two toddler boys, devoted deep conversation holder, and your personal alpaca cuddle liaison. My hope is that you leave our time together feeling empowered and energized to build your dream life. Learn more at fearlessvampire.com. Welcome back to the Fearless Vampire Podcast. This is a very brand new, very exciting episode that I get to host today. You get not one, but two wonderful guests that I am so stoked to introduce to you. First, we have Kristen Bailey of Kristen Bailey Photography and Kelly Marie from Branded Brumby. Both of these wonderful women were students in my Launch to Livelihood course. And today we are talking about a really common, sensitive, popular topic for entrepreneurs, but specifically for creative female entrepreneurs, which is the big fat monster imposter syndrome. Kelly and Kristen, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you very much for having us. Yay. Okay. So we're just going to jump right in. Kelly, I'm going to have you do a quick introduction. Tell, Tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're at, and what you specialize in for your work. So I am Kelly Marie with Branded Brumby Photography. I am based in Wichita Falls, Texas, and I specialize in Western art and lifestyle photography. Yay, thanks, Kelly. What do you have in store for 2023? What is 2023 going to look like for you? (laughs) So many changes. Um, I'm sort of restructuring a lot of things within my photography business And I'm looking to offer some different portrait packages and things like that, but just expand on on my business and my artwork. Awesome, Kelly. Thanks so much. I'm really excited that we get to do this. Kristen, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, yes. My name is Kristen Bailey. I am a photographer based in Colorado. I'm a Colorado and worldwide serving elopement and adventure wedding photographer. I am looking forward to this next year. Super excited. Fairly new in Buena Vista, Colorado. So I'm just reaching out and really getting um, immersed in my community and trying to, to, you know, be able to serve these people here as well as around the country. Yay. I, so we've never done this before. Kelly and I actually just recorded a podcast episode yesterday and she had a lot of topics that she wanted to cover and she mentioned imposter syndrome. And I was like, Ooh, that's a good one. However, what if we brought on Kristen too? And we had the three of us together hosting this call because Kelly and Kristen, you guys had some pretty intimate conversations about specifically imposter syndrome at our in-person retreat this past fall. And imposter syndrome is one of those things that I get a lot of questions about, especially whenever I ask people like, what do you want to hear about on the podcast? Like imposter syndrome comes up a lot, but it doesn't feel like a conversation. I can just have me, myself and I in a room by myself. It feels like something that needed to be addressed more as a community. So Kelly, I really appreciate you like bringing that up for all of us to, to have together. You bet. It's it's real. And when you get to talk to other like-minded people and you understand that they've been through the same thing, you're like, I don't feel so bad about feeling that way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I want to let you two lead this conversation for the next few minutes. I would love for you to share 
a little bit about your experience, especially in the group coaching space and how and when that imposter syndrome showed up for you. And I want you to like notice I said for you, because we're going to go back and talk about that in a little bit. But Kristen, why don't you go ahead and start? So I would say during L2L, it's, a, it's an intense course that really is going to help you accelerate your business. But in that sense, I was doing a lot of things that I had never done, building a website, trying to understand the IT and all of these things that I just didn't understand. So I really found during the course, I would say I found that while I was building my website, because it was just, it was something I'd never done. And I wasn't sure if I was on the right path, but then you have Taylor there who is great about kind of helping you through that and pushing you through that. But I would say the biggest parts were when I was taking on things that I had never done before and just not having that confidence and really my personal inner voice telling me I'm not on the right path and kind of making me second guess myself. And I would say the course was good for that, helping me through that because I had other people, A, like Kelly said, who are experiencing that same thing. And when you realize, oh, maybe this is just in my head because, you know, we're all kind of collectively doubting ourselves. Um, Maybe it's not real and it it is imposter syndrome. Um, And then I also felt like at the retreat, having to work side by side, some amazing peers, I would say that I really, I don't know, I kind of put a lot of pressure on myself to try to be at their level. And when some of them have been doing this for 10 years and I'm just not there and giving myself grace to, to work through that uncomfortable feeling. But those were the times for me that I really, I felt it in the class, probably just confidence in, the, in, in not being where I want to be or where everyone else is, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And you've been going through major self-development outside of outside of photography and, and business. You've been doing a lot of that work and that I feel like whenever you are focused on that self-development, it gets so much louder. It yeah. shows up so much more and so much louder and it's it's painful. Absolutely. And I would say L2L kind of pushes you into that self-development, which is a beautiful thing. You know, it really helps you to grow. But there is times there where you're, you're questioning yourself. But if you believe in yourself and you keep going and you have somebody like Taylor and this great group of women, I don't know, I was able to push through a lot of that. Yeah, Yeah. that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do want to point out, because I love this about the two of you, you guys both have the same Enneagram type. And so I think it's really fun that we're hosting this call with the two of you, because there are a lot of common threads through when this specifically, when the imposter syndrome showed up for you. So Kelly, do you want to share a little bit about, about your experience and what that felt like when the imposter syndrome monster showed up? Imposter syndrome showed up quite early for me and I just, you know, I sort of shoved it to the side because I I know that I can be really insecure at times about certain things. But it's funny how when you think you're over it and then, you know, like six months later, it'll wear its ugly head again. And you're like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. Like I've, but I think mine mine comes from being self-taught. You know, I've, I've taught myself so much with my camera and all the things and uh, like listening to podcasts and doing like the L2L group was definitely very, very beneficial for me. But even then it was funny. Like I had a conversation with Kristen in the kitchen at the retreat and it just has stuck with me. Like we just, I was like, oh man, like I'm not the only one. We both felt like when we, we went out on our little, our little photo shoot session and to be around you and Lacey and for me, even even Kristen, I was just like, man, I am not good enough to be with these ladies. But it's so silly how we we just get in our own head about that stuff. And then when Kristen and I were talking, she's like, man, I was so intimidated out there today. I'm like, girl, me too. And it's so <laughs> it's it's just silly. But 
it's it's not silly at all. It's so real and it can be debilitating. But, but you just, just having somebody say like, I'm not the only one feeling this way. Okay, great. That really helped me. Like, like you said, that conversation, I don't know, just it, made, it gave me some ease or like sense of ease in that moment because that, that really, I mean, and since we're sixes in our Enneagrams, we tend to be a little more anxious and overthinking. And so I, I feel like just having one other person give me that, oh, I'm not alone in this. It really helped, you know, to, to kind of work through it. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And I think Kristen, you and I have such like, you know, where everything's we're, like the perfectionism in everything. It's just like, we just got to do it all so perfect. And, and it's, it's not that I'm afraid to ask questions or anything like that. You know, if I needed help with something like a camera setting or whatever, I'd be the first one to be like, hey, I'm good at admitting that, hey, I don't know how to do this. But I, it's just. It's the not measuring up. <laughs> it's, yes, it's feel like yes. you're not measuring it's, up, even though you are. You're exactly. amazing. I've seen your work. It's beautiful. Likewise, likewise. And it's, yeah, it's crazy. And I think because I am a little unique with my niche as well, sometimes when I get around people who do weddings and things, they're like, oh, I got nothing on these girls. <laughs> oh my gosh, horses. So not true. Horses <laughs> terrify me. And we had horses, but like, <laughs> that's a world that I'm like, oh, I won't be doing that. It's, it's so interesting. Like, I'm doing these, I'm getting photo shoots, I'm doing these shoots, and then. I'm like, these pictures aren't good enough. They're not good enough. I deliver them and they're just over the top. And then I still question myself, like, are they telling me the truth? Which is so silly. Like people are paying money. Of course, if they weren't happy, they would let me know. But that's when I'm like, okay, imposter syndrome's real. I'm booking gigs. I'm delivering beautiful photos. And then they're telling me they're beautiful. But even after they tell me, like, I still have to, I'm questioning myself. Are they just being kind? Which is so silly. Totally. I feel you. Every, every time I deliver a gallery, I think that I'm like, oh my gosh. And that's and that's something, it's a driving force that actually makes me over deliver. You know, I, I, I set, this is what you're going to get, but I always go above and beyond just because I'm like, well, if I go above and beyond, they're, they're going to be over the moon with it. Fingers crossed. Oh. <laughs> right. Yeah. I totally agree. <laughs> Kelly, how does how yeah. does imposter syndrome, how does it feel for you? Like how does it physically feel? How does it show up? What like what 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 do you experience when the imposter syndrome monster shows up? So I have over the years I've learned about myself like I I almost go into shutdown mode. It's mm. I kind of there's just something that just will go blank and Oh my gosh, I've tried, I like, I've really, really worked on dealing with that better instead of just trying to shut down and like sink back into the shadows and like nobody can see me. Um, but that's, <laughs> that's generally how I deal with it. But I did have a, a certain situation. I shared this with you girls at the retreat. Someone that's in within my industry, I, I was, I, I got to meet them one day. Well, I didn't actually meet them because they didn't reiterate the, like, I was just like, oh, I'm Kelly. I know who you are. And, and I didn't get the response that I wanted from them. But they were looking at my work and she just looked around and just walked away. And I'm like, So this was just... in, in person? In person, yes. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I love your work. Like this person's an inspiration to me. And by no means in my, like we, we don't, you, you can't replicate what somebody else does. You know, like right. everything is unique. And I was just like, I had to sit for a minute because I'm like, I, I really complimented her and I told her, oh my gosh, it's such a pleasure to meet you and all the things. And I literally just got, mm -hmm. 
and off she goes and walks away. I was just like, it, it honestly, it hurt my heart so bad. And I sat there and I'm oh, like, Kelly. okay, is it that she thinks I'm, I'm, you know, encroaching on her territory? Is it, like, I just, I, so many things went through my head and I finally had to just tell myself, you know what? That's her problem, not mine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And go girl. <laughs> that's what helped me get over it. And I was just like, well, I don't know her. That just could be her personality type. So I was like, I, I really let it get to me to the point where it affected what I even posted on my social media. Yeah, because I was like, it's, I it's, don't want, I don't want her to think that I'm, I'm trying to do the same thing as her. That was stupid, I think that's something that like, no, it's it's not stupid. I mean, when somebody that I don't want to use the word callous, but like unkind and unwelcoming shows up. It does. It, it really like, I think for me, especially imposter syndrome shows up with overanalyzing. So, mm. so like if I had been in that situation, I would have been like, this is what she meant by that look. And this is what she meant by that. Like, huh. and this is what she really meant whenever. And so that's my imposter syndrome is <laughs> just overanalyzing, obsessing. And I'm learning how to break that cycle. Cause I know what my vicious cycle looks like and it's really ugly, but what, but you're absolutely right, Kelly. Like that's about her. And if she's living in this competitive space, which you guys both know, like I'm all about community, all about community. We lift each other up and like living in Colorado, I've experienced that. But when I lived in West Virginia, I did not experience that. And so sometimes I think it is a territorial thing. Sometimes I think it's like dependent on the state and just how much business maybe there is, but there's no need to treat somebody like that. And so of course that's going to trigger your imposter gremlins to show <laughs> up and tell you all these lies. But like you said, that's about her. That's, that's her issue. Not, not you. That's it. And it's funny. I even went as far as like, I was like, you know what? I don't need to follow her on any social platforms anymore because I was letting it get in my head too much because I would see if she posted something, I was like, oh, my God, don't post anything similar to that. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do me. And like I said, this all could like, it's probably all in my head, but I really, Mm. I like, I overthink things so badly (laughs) and it, it could be absolutely nothing. And, but I'm, I, that's, I just coached myself through it. It's just like, this is not something I need to worry about, but it took some, it took some self, yeah, self-counseling. I think, I think comparison is a joy killer. And I think that's something that like, I feel the same. Like uh, I'm looking at these people and comparing myself and then getting in my own head. And that's where the imposter steps in. And that's, I, I feel very similar on that thing. So I think comparison is a, is a problem for my imposter syndrome as well. So I would say I can totally You're 100% relate. percent right. I've, I've never thought of it that way, but you are 100% right. And yes. I, I'm proud of you for unfollowing that person because that's going to keep your mental health in check, you know? Yeah. That's setting a boundary. That's setting a boundary. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. There's, yes. a, there's a saying for parents that once you have a child, your heart is out walking around in the world and you're just like trying to get your heart back. (laughs) Like you're just trying to keep it as close as you can. And I feel like it can also be, it can be similar as, as an artist and a creative entrepreneur. When you create something, you're putting a piece of your heart out into the world to be ridiculed, to be judged, to be, um, you know, 
squashed down. And then whenever the, like the way business has changed, where you have to put so much personality behind not only your work, but the brand of your business, it's a super vulnerable space to be in. And so, you know, going back to this, to this person who was just quite frankly, I think really threatened by you and didn't know how to handle that situation. It totally makes sense, Kelly, that you would feel less than and inferior. And because you've got your heart literally around you at this show, you've got your portraits, your animals. I think your husband was probably in one of the photos. Like, oh, yeah. you've, like you've got literally your heart out in this and to not have it received in the way that you expected it to be received is really deflating. But I'm proud of you for navigating that. That is a great way to put it because I pride myself on being authentic and and my my artwork is I mean it's it's my animals it's it's our ranch it's it's our surroundings and so Your it's lifestyle. like I, nothing, yeah nothing staged it's not anything like that so when when it doesn't get accepted or you know people are just kind of like hmm, you're just like hang on this is my life but this is me yeah 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 have, have, yeah, have totally. you experienced that yet? the people yeah just like somebody who you almost give away too much power to um i've had somebody be very negative with uh when i was designing my logo i had some really really bad feedback but fortunately other than that i i've I've been very blessed that i've had amazing support from my friends and family and the people around me but i definitely get imposter syndrome and when i get mine it's comes up in form of anxiety stomach and then self-doubt and you know having to work through that can be very challenging but my personality i i tend to pull away for a few days and then i just go in scared <laughs> and i'm looking forward to the day when i'm not going in scared and i'm going in confident and feeling great and i but right now 10 i tend to get that feeling kind of withdraw for a couple days and then check myself and just push myself through it but I have been very blessed that I've got a great community around me. Taylor, Kelly, even though you're far away in Texas, I still, I get messages from you with the support and those little things make a huge difference. But no, luckily I haven't had had that yet, but I know the day's coming because like you said, it's very personal. It's your artwork. You put it out there. So I know the day is going to come when somebody sees my, my picture and they just aren't, they aren't feeling supportive. And I, uh, I'm very blessed that when that day comes, I do, I know I can call you, I can call Kelly, I can call my mom, you know? So I feel bad that Kelly's dealt with that. And I'm, but I am mentally preparing myself for the day because I'm sure it's going to, it's going to affect me. So I want to read this quote from you guys or for you guys. I'm sure you've heard it, but it's the man in the arena. Have you, have you two heard it? No. You have it, Kelly. Have you heard the man in the arena? Yes, it is perfect. Yes, let's it's hear it. It's one of my favorites. Let's see if I can get this big enough. <laughs> okay. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how strong the man, how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who, the woe man, who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcomings, but who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasm, the great, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end, the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly. 
So that is probably, that I I got from Brené Brown's book, Daring Greatly. And it's one of my favorite, absolute favorite quotes. Um, for example, I started this podcast and um, I had someone reach out to me and say, hey, I, I, I have some feedback for you. And I was like, no, thank you. It's the first time that I ever said, no, thank you. I said, I wanted to start this. If you don't have a podcast and you haven't been doing this for longer than I have, I don't have space for your opinion. And so what happens is typically whenever we get this this negative feedback and input from other people's insecurities, I always go back to that visualization of like myself in the arena. And I'm like, if this person is not in the arena, which nobody's in my arena, I have two kids, a husband, I have three businesses that I'm running. Nobody can actually be in my arena. They might be a photographer, but if they're not dealing with sick toddlers and keeping a marriage afloat, or if they aren't dealing with, you know, I, I I haven't experienced this, but like parents going through chemo or whatever it is, nobody's in the arena that you are specifically in and going through working other jobs or, um, you know, just doing, doing things that, that you are dealing with on a daily basis, nobody can be in there with you. And so their judgment is moot. It is not relevant. It is not of your concern because they're not in the arena with you nine times out of 10. They are not in there. Kristen, what do you think of that? Because that's your first time hearing Man in the Arena. That's your that's your next book. No, I think uh, that is an amazing way to look at it. And that goes right back to the comparison. I, I They're not in my arena. I shouldn't be comparing myself to them. And I mean, it's a great quote. And I think that's something I can try to think about when I start comparing myself or doubting myself. I just got to remember, you know, I'm in the arena. I'm here. They're not. And just move forward. I think that's great. I love that. I can't wait to read that book. Oh, it's a great book. Daring Greatly, Brené Brown. That quote's from Theodore Roosevelt, though, which is mm, that's such a good one. So, Kristen, you had said that you're excited for the day when you don't go in scared. And I hate to tell you, but that day will never come. So the thing about imposter syndrome is it's always there. Because even at the retreat, I know you you guys were bonding over your similar experience with imposter syndrome. I promise you, I had imposter syndrome the whole day and a half that I was sitting in that house waiting for you guys to show up. I was like, what am I doing here? Like, I mean, but, but it just showed up in a different way and it was a little quieter and I was able to talk myself through some of the, some of the events that had transpired literally like that morning, the day before with other areas of business, but it never stopped showing up unless the only way it will stop showing up is if you stop trying and you stop growing because imposter syndrome is, it, 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 it gets smaller and it gets a little quieter. And if you can visualize like a toddler, visualize having a five-year-old in the car with you who's just screaming. They're hungry. They want a snack. They know the directions better. Why did you go that way and not that way? I have two toddlers and this is like just me going to the grocery store. But if you can envision like yourself at five to seven, sitting in the back of your car going, why are we doing this? This is not fun. This is not what I wanted to do. This is not the route I wanted to take. And you go, you know what? Here's some snacks. Here's some water. I appreciate your concern, but I've got this. Or you can get over and let the toddler drive. Like you have one of two options. You can give them some goldfish or you can say, I've got this, I'm driving. And that, if you can look at imposter syndrome like that toddler, and especially if it's a version of yourself, 
you can come at it with a lot more compassion because imposter syndrome only shows up whenever you're about to do something really big. Kristen, <laughs> you and your imposter syndrome and that hater on your logo that I love showed up hours <laughs> before you were launching your site. Right? Hours. hours. Literally, I, I worked my butt off on this logo and it really... And website. And website. And this logo really spoke to me. I mean, I was proud of this. I am proud of this. Let me correct that. And this person provided some really... Unhelpful. Unhelpful feedback. And yeah, I just really had to work through that. And and like douchey feedback. It, it, it wasn't even real <laughs> feedback. Like, hey, man, this would look so good in, in green. They were just like, hmm... You could do better. Yeah, that's what they said. After I had spent hours on this thing redoing it, I mean, as if you've ever created a logo, then you know. But yeah, it definitely was. That was not fun, and I had to push through that. And like you said, hours before I was about to launch. Yeah. And uh, luckily, in there, I felt really, really good, and and I had a lot of positive feedback, not only from from the people in L two L, but from my family and friends. So I was able to push through. But it was definitely a. Uh, it was a hard, it was a hard thing to encounter, but, but that was not by, by accident. I mean, he showed up, he, it was a, he, he showed up <laughs> right as, like, it's, it's like the universe or God, whoever your higher power is testing you and going, how bad do you really want this? Like, I'm going to give you one last push. And so if you view imposter syndrome, like, oh, of course, imposter syndrome's here. I'm about to do something really big. Our first wedding together. Sure. You were... <laughs> I was very <laughs> nervous. bricks. Which, but that, of course you were. It was it was our first... You were about to do something really big for yourself right. and for your career. Of course, imposter syndrome showed up at that exact moment. Right. I just got to keep reminding myself this is where I'm supposed to be. Uh, your friend, what was her name um, that came to the retreat? Heather. Heather. I hear her in my head a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, the power, the power poses, yes. and uh, and then you know that we are supposed to be here. We are worthy. I mean, I repeat those things to myself often as I and whenever I feel those things, just reminding myself that I'm supposed to be in the arena. So good for you, yeah. Kelly. When is when was the last time that the imposter syndrome showed up for you? Because I can almost guarantee it was right before you made a big change or put yourself out there or were in a really vulnerable space. You know, I think probably at the, at, at our retreat, like when we went out on our little photo shoot day, like I just, because like, I'm not, the, I'm not the portrait photographer that you guys are. Like, I, I just know I'm not, but I've, I've actually, I've, I've gone, I've went through those photos the other day. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. You know, because <laughs> we all see, we, we all see things so differently and, you know, just the different angles and the, yeah. And so I looked through those photos and I was just like, what were you even worried about? But yeah, even be, like being on both sides of the camera, honestly. And it made me realize that like being, you know, in front of the camera, I was just like, oh my gosh, like I can't even pose. How can I pose somebody? <laughs> But I think I, I think that's that's common. Yeah, that's a common thing. But, but thankfully, yeah. that was the last time, and that wasn't even really that bad. But yeah, I'm sure I will run into some more. Absolutely, I feel like it happens a lot when you want to do really well, when you want to yeah. be amazing, and yes. you want to provide amazing pictures. And I think the level of care and we're pouring ourselves into it. So I think that really affects the imposter syndrome. When I care the most is when I feel like yeah. it's popping up the most, if that makes sense. Just because, like Kelly said, she really wants to over deliver and provide amazing photos, but then you just get in your own little head. So I think when you care, I mean, whenever I care the most is when it seems to pop up. 
I think too, something to note is that our culture doesn't leave a lot of space for being a beginner. I just started, for, for example, ugh, I went to my first swimming class. Like I can keep myself alive if I need to, but this was like an actual class. Like I was going to take a lesson. I was going to learn how to do the breaststroke. And I looked like a drowning poodle. I mean, it was so like, not bad. Like I wasn't drowning, but she was like the, even the, the, the coach, I mean, she was really kind, but she was still like, okay, so you don't know how to breathe. And I was like, yeah, of course not. I've never done this before. So I am taking a lesson. <laughs> yeah. And so she had me share a lane with no joke, a tri like this guy who's just like shredded, who's training for a triathlon. And then next to him, no joke, is a woman training for the Olympics. And I was like, what am I doing here? Like, cause, and I talked to Mike about it. Cause Mike is like, I would have never shown up for that class. And then I told my girlfriend whose class I was at, she was like, you did Wendy's class? Are you insane? And I was like, I don't know. It said all levels, but our culture doesn't leave a lot of room for being a beginner. Like you're either really good and you're making a living and a career out of it or like get out of the arena. And so imposter syndrome kind of shows up in that way as well. Like if you're new, that's great. Like you're putting yourself out there in a very new space. And especially with, with running a business and perfecting your own art, there's so many layers that go into it. And there's so many opportunities for imposter syndrome to show up, whether it's posting a vulnerable post on social media, launching a website, breaking into a new niche, raising your prices, making a new friend in the community. It shows up, but keep in mind that like you're allowed to be new at something, whether it's a swimming lesson, owning a puppy, whatever it is, you're allowed to be new at something and just know like imposter syndrome showing up, but just get excited to see those, you know, think of it as like imposter syndrome fairies or a gremlin or like, I always think of those, like, what is it? Like Flonase Mucinex, those Mucinex people. I, th I think of those guys and just be like, oh my gosh, thank God you're here. Now I know I'm about to do something really cool. It's so interesting when you put it like that, because I will give everybody else grace, like personally me, I will give everyone else grace when they're, you know, struggling or, or learning or, but I don't give myself that, which yeah. is so interesting. As you say it, like it just clicks, like, what you're saying is if I was doing it to somebody else, I would be kind and I would give them some grace, but I would, it's weird when I'm working with myself, I just can't seem to do that. It's or normal. when the imposter syndrome sets in. Kelly, how does that sit with you? Yeah. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with all of that. I'm just, I'm so hard on myself, but other people are just <laughs> like, Oh, let me help you. Let's, let's do this together. You've got this. Whereas me, I'm just like, oh, you better get your, together. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. It's hard. But I think, so one of the th things that I wanted to bring up is that I think imposter syndrome, aside from just being like a, Hey, you're about to do something really cool. And we're a little scared. Aside from that, I think imposter syndrome is a direct reflection of your self-worth in that moment. And so I have had to really learn how to step into my self-worth and I am still working through it with therapy and coaching, but entrepreneurship, sorry, entrepreneurship is literally like a battleground for imposter syndrome to show up and like you setting the tone for your worthiness because people who aren't entrepreneurs, they don't understand. Of course, entrepreneur, or sorry, imposter syndrome shows up in other ways, but 
when you are an entrepreneur, especially a creative, especially putting stuff out into the world, there are so many opportunities, so many for it to show up. But it is that direct reflection of your own self-worth. Am I worthy of this? Am I worthy of being here in this arena with these people or in my own arena, receiving feedback from lots of people that I don't really care to receive feedback from? Does that feel like it makes sense yeah, to you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. And I think like like we've touched on, you know, anytime you're putting yourself out there, no matter which, which way it, it is, when you're putting yourself out there to the general public, or in front of other people, it's just, it's just going to happen. It's simple as that. Yeah. Kristen and I had a very similar experience this week. And my, I, I don't know if imposter syndrome showed up for you when oh. we'll call her K. There's a, a bride who's getting married in this Valley and she's ghosting photographers. She's booking a call with them and then ghosting them. And one of the ways imposter syndrome shows up for me is that I place other people's needs before my own and I minimize myself. Like I make myself as small as possible. I make my needs go away and I prioritize other people. And so I'm very aware of this and it's been this cycle for years and years and years. And I was finally like 2023, I am protecting my energy and I'm protecting my time. I'm going to value my own time and I'm going to value these boundaries that I'm putting into place to protect this. And so this person booked a call with me the day before, ghosted me the day of, didn't show up, and then messaged me and said, can you talk in an hour? And I was like, I felt the imposter syndrome show up. Like, of course she ghosted you. You're not talented. You just raised your prices. How dare you? You don't deserve to charge this much. And I was like, you know what? Shut up, you little mucinex gremlins. And I said, you know what? I can't. It's my, it's my son's birthday. I cannot make this happen. And then um, she said, can you, can you talk on Sunday? And I said, nope, I don't work on Sundays. That's a family day. I said, you can schedule it any other time that I have available. This is a firm boundary though. I didn't tell her that, but I was like, you can schedule any other time in, in my calendar that's available, but I can't make those times work. And that imposter syndrome just immediately plummeted. As soon as I put that boundary and I stepped into my own self-worth, which was my time is valuable. My work is good. I can charge what I want to. And I just kind of like gave the Mucinex gremlins some Cheetos in the back seat and was like, <laughs> stop it. I will drive this car. Thank you though. Because my, my default is to go, yes, whatever works for you, I will bend over backwards. Like that's my default. And that's how imposter syndrome shows up for me is by minimizing myself how did you experience that? If, if, so if you I want to share. So I actually did not set a boundary and it's a lesson learned as I go through these process. I had given times when I was able to meet. I said when I could meet, she requested to book at a time that was outside of that. I agreed. I canceled plans, changed my plans, and then she ghosted me. And and that was really hard because again, all those thoughts you started to, am I too, too expensive? Do I not have enough experience? Am I not doing good enough on social media? Like things that have nothing to do with that moment were popping into my brain. But like you said, I am, for me, I'm very blessed to have a great community. I immediately reached out to you. I talked to my partner and y'all just reminded me like, this isn't who you want to be working with. This isn't your person. And that's very true. And, and basically she also texted me at that moment. And that was the end of the conversation there for me. I, I actually feel very lucky in this moment that I didn't end up working with her because I just could see for see if this is how this is starting out. It's not going to go well. But in that moment when she canceled on me, my self-worth just plummeted through the floor. I didn't set the boundary. You know, moving forward, I'm not going to do that because 
it definitely added into the, the, the pain that I was feeling, yeah. you know, I bent a little here and it just really, it, it hits you hard. So, but you can see how, like when that imposter syndrome shows up, it's almost like I was talking with my therapist about this. She said, Re- resentment is your lack of putting up a boundary. Right. And I was like, ooh, Ooh. ow, no. So when imposter syndrome shows up, it's your lack of putting up a boundary. Like if I had held that boundary, maybe she would have ghosted me still, but it makes that sting so much harder when you're like, I canceled plans. I it was my son's birthday. And I was like, yeah, sure. You know what? I'll, I'll host this call while he's napping. He didn't nap that day, but when that imposter syndrome shows up, it's almost like a warning. Like as soon as you start having these thoughts, you go, okay, where do I need to set a boundary? Where is this actually stemming from? And ha- is it directly connected to my self-worth? Cause I, I was so glad that I told you that she ghosted me before oh, yeah. you talked to her. Cause I, I told Mike, I was like, I would, nobody does this to Kristen. <laughs> so I was, I went into like total demon mode and I was like, I'm so glad that I told her that it had happened to oh. me because I knew you were spiraling. I, I knew those those voices were showing I up. I was so glad you had told me. And and I mean, not only because it, it just made me feel like I'm not alone in this. This just this is this person. This is who they are. This has nothing to do with me. They did this to Taylor, who I mean, you are my absolute mentor. So if they're doing it to the person I think the highest of in the industry in the valley, so. you know, then it's not just me. So I was so grateful. And again, I think that's why community for me. Having a sense, I mean, eventually, hopefully I get to the point where I'm able to push myself without having to be boosted up there. But I'm very grateful for the community I have at this point in my career while I'm experiencing these things. Because having people who have been doing this for 10 years tell you, it's it's not you, it's not you, it's this person, push through. That was That's also helpful for me. So, I mean, between my partner, my friends, my mentor, having that sense of community for me is very helpful to talk through the imposter syndrome if possible. And in this case it was possible and very helpful to talk through it. Yeah. So that, that was the second part of this conversation that we can move into is like building that community, whether it's photography community or, you know, Mm -hmm. artist community or copywriting community or videography or DJ, whatever you do, that is your creative outlet that you're producing into the world, but you're also making money on, building that community and how important it is. Kelly, do you want to touch on this? Cause I know this is something that was really, you were really passionate about. Yeah. I, I, I cannot stress enough how, how important it is and beneficial to have your community. And the funny thing about it is it can be very daunting to try to go and find that and find your like-minded people well, especially whenever you have an experience like you did, where you tried to build it with somebody local and they were like, mm, not, yeah, not so much. Yeah, that's it. And that's, I think it, it's funny how, you know, we were talking about like well, whatever your higher power is, but I believe you will get sort of driven to where you need to be. And like, that was like meeting Taylor. I mean, that was through, through another podcast and then just, feeling comfortable, you know, but then even like when I decided I wanted to sign up for the launch to livelihood, I was like, man, oh, what about the other people that are going to be in it? Like, what, like I was <laughs> what trying to like, suck? you know, that's it. Or just like, even what's like, you know, what if they don't accept me? And it's so stupid, the things that go through your head. But once you push past that threshold, you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I did this. And you're almost like, why didn't I do it sooner? 
Every time you say it's stupid, you have to say, I'm sexy. <laughs> I love That's that. Right. That's totally your thing, Taylor. <laughs> but but what, what Kelly said about the higher power, yeah. I definitely think that's important. Like for me personally, the way we met was also, you know, I believe our higher power put us there together. But having, I mean, I really believe my higher power wants me to be in this arena. And when that self-doubt or that imposter syndrome starts to, to pop in my brain, I have to remind myself I am not here by chance. The way this all worked out was literally, in my mind, an act of God because divine it was so timing. very divine timing because yes. it was all, I mean, we were talking about you and then you walk into this place where we're, we're getting my hair done and, and you weren't getting your hair done. It was just all the way it all happened. And I believed that fully when I jumped in. So why am I doubting myself now that I'm here? Because I believed it when I jumped in both feet, bought the camera, set, bought, got in the <laughs> class, you know, worked with Taylor, you know, those things. So I, uh, I need to continue to, to remind myself when I start to feel that soft doubt that I am supposed to be here. And I believed it when I jumped in. So why am I questioning it now that I'm here? Right. Yeah. I think just for a recap, imposter syndrome will never go away. It gets a little, a little quieter. You turn the dial down a little bit, but it also depends on what you're doing. If you're starting a new branch of your business, if you're putting yourself out there for a dating website, whatever it is, it's, it's going to get turned up based on where your self-worth is and where you feel like you actually belong. So it doesn't get quieter, but if you can give it a personality and a face and make it kind of small, you know, like something that you feel like you can at least, you know, stand up a little extra taller with and give it some snacks in the back seat. You can start to control that imposter syndrome a little bit. And it's really indicative that you're about to do something super big, whether it's somebody ghosted you on a call, that's okay. You just found out who your person is not. You've just set a boundary in business and you're gonna book that date with somebody who is like in love with you. And then just keeping in mind that this battlefield, not battlefield, this arena of entrepreneurship opens up really uncomfortable growth, really uncomfortable opportunities for imposter syndrome to show up. And um, it just it just means you're about to crush it in whatever it is that you're pursuing. Love that. Love, Love that. It. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to crush it. <laughs> Keep crushing it. <laughs> well, I'm so excited that y'all showed up for this call so vulnerably and so just sincerely. Is there anything else that you guys want to, I, I feel like, I feel like we're out, we're on a group coaching call. Is there any other questions? I will sit here painfully <laughs> blinking and dancing until somebody asks another question. I Is feel there like you have you've really, we've, I feel like we've done a good job kind of nailing it on the head. And I hope that I really hope that somebody out there that's kind of dealing with the same thing. Cause if I had heard a podcast, maybe in the middle of our coaching thing, this might've helped me just to not feel alone. So I'm, I'm super grateful to be here. Thank you for having me. And uh, I hope that this will help somebody else who's, who's new or not new, you know, who's been in it for years. That's still doubting themselves and just knowing that they're not alone. That's the goal. Kelly, any, yeah. any last thoughts? Ditto everything Kristen just said. I, I just hope this can really, some, this is going to find the people it needs to find and it can really help and, yeah, support somebody. So thank yeah. you, ladies. I'm just thankful for you guys and, yeah, glad we could have this conversation. Likewise. Me too. Thank you so much for being here. And 
If this has helped you or if there is somebody else out there that you know is going through this major growth, major imposter syndrome, please share this episode with them. That is why we gathered here today to share our experiences to build this community so that people don't feel alone whenever they are doing these big things in entrepreneurship. So thank you for being here. We will see you next time on the Fearless Empire podcast.